Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Matt Anderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? Hey everyone, it's Ariel Anderson today and it is a sunny winter day and kind of coming out of a dark spell. Every time it gets dark and gloomy here, I feel like we really struggle emotionally and moodiness wise and add to that some hormonal shifts in my world, which is a topic for uh, first Wednesday older moms day and not today, but I will just say there are some major challenges with body and soul inside of that. Uh, and it's been tough, but I always try to come back to what I'm grateful for, um, both within our lives, within our little dynamic here inside of our family and with you, because you have enough crap going on in your life. We all do. We have beauty and struggle, and that's just part of the reality inside that growth that we're doing inside our lives. Uh, today we're going to be doing a flashback mashup like we are doing every third Wednesday, or at least that's my intention. So we reflect back on some lovely moments with our guests. And before we do that, I just want to say a quick thank you to those of you out there who are listening in Latvia and Iceland uh, and uh, which, what was that town, name of that town? That's right. Atwater, California and, uh, Oswego, Illinois and Dallas, Texas. Uh, new faces, cyber faces, virtual faces out there. I'm always so thankful to know that people are either sharing episodes or whatever you guys are doing, uh, passing the word. I'm always giving those little moo cards out to people when I run into them, just because I just love having you out there and having an exchange with you, even if it's a silent one sometimes. And, um, you know, every Friday we're still doing the Fast Fridays, and that's a live stream where whoever shows up, we do some coaching and as well talk about just sort of a fast version of what the podcast was, the topic, and then you can see if you want to go do the longer one when you're in the midst of cleaning your house or on a drive to work or whatever. Um, and I have a lot of fun there and I love being there with you guys. And that is at IP Parents in Facebook. So that's facebook.com backslash IP Parents. And, uh, yeah, come anytime. It's usually 1130 to 12, somewhere in there is when I start just for a few minutes and it's live wherever I am and wherever you are. And it's a lot of fun. And so that topic last week was talking about how important it is for us to have boundaries with our kids and space for ourselves when we need it. And so that's sort of somehow just intuitively, I just played I Ching with our podcast list and pick something. And I picked these two ladies. It's Evie Prentulis and uh, Carolina Dobrovska-Kvass. So Carolina is from Czech, but she's living in Australia. Evie is, well, she is a world woman. So she's American and Greek, and she was living in Prague when I met her. Now she's in Romania, and she's got family down there. She's a teacher. Um, Carolina is an entrepreneur. And uh, these ladies have some important reminders for us. Uh, Evie starts out by talking to us about creativity 
and time when we can connect with our kids uh, non-electronically or, you know, jump in there with them and uh, connect and how important reading time at bedtime was for her and her learning. And uh, she remembers things most from that. And that's, for me, that's really powerful because, Ella and I are voracious readers. I personally don't have time to read my own books too often. I'll be honest about that. Um, But part of that is my dedication to, you know, constantly reading new books, bringing new books home twice a week, exchanging books so that we take some home, take some back uh, to the library. There's a, if anybody hasn't done it or isn't doing it, uh, I would definitely recommend doing the thousand books before kindergarten it's super fun some uh there's an app online but you can also go into some of the libraries in the u.s uh also have something going where or you could create your own thing where the kids sort of color in each book that they read or we read to them and it can you know sometimes you read the same book over and over but it's still about how many you know how many times or how many books you read or how many times you read I should say and uh, it's really fun and we're having a lot of fun with it Ella is uh now over 500 books since the beginning of December so yeah we read a lot but I think this is it's incredible to see all the different types of books there are out there there and uh I've definitely found some favorites and I've decided that as a result of this thousand books and all these books we've been taking home I think that I am going to start putting something up possibly on the podcast but for sure on the website with our favorite books and why we like them and uh you know and what we were challenged by in different books or different topics. I have to figure out how I'm going to organize it for all of you, but uh, there's some just amazing, beautiful books out there and some will be available to you, some not. uh, And maybe you'll have some things that you want to share and we'll do that through the Facebook group or wherever. We'll figure it out. So today is Carolina and uh, we're going to start with Evie and I hope that you enjoy this delightful uh, mix of things. I already told you about Evie, and Carolina is going to be just after that talking about paying attention to where our kids are leading us for both their creativity and yours. And I would say that at home, if parents can be relaxed to the best of their ability, enjoy their child, do something for themselves, find a way that they plan their lives well enough that they can have a little bit of time for themselves so that they're not stressed by their children (laughs) and so that they cut out some uh, low-tech or no-tech time with their kids where there are no screens or if they are spending uh, time with their kids doing something with IT that at least they're doing something where they're both engaging in it uh, together. So they could continue uh, the learning of any given subject with the child by finding interactive uh, lessons, interactive games, and then they can do those things together using a computer or the iPad. But um, uh, that they also read to their children mm-hmm. because children are reading in school. So this would be a continuity at home. Okay. And these are things that would serve the parent well and serve the child, of course. Read to them at bed. Children are in their alpha state like all people, before uh, going to sleep. And that's when they're very receptive because they're very relaxed. And it's a great time to read kids' books, to tell them stories. Um, you know, I, I, can name all, um, uh, I can name all the 50 states of the United States of America through song because my mother would sing them to me, <laughs> you know, at bedtime from Alabama all the way through to Wyoming. 
Cool. Uh, and my mom would read to me uh, mythology, and she would also uh, read to me, uh, you know, biographies in children's forms and things like that. And it just gave me such a thirst for learning um, because she made learning fun. And if she didn't have much time in the day, even after school, it was all right because she gave me this time at my bedtime. So there's always time to do these fun things with kids. And when I think that how much time we waste on Facebook and social media and, uh, you know, a good, you know, a couple of hours can just go by and we don't know where those two hours went, how exactly they were used. Imagine what we can get done with our kids uh, in, in, that, in the space of that one hour in a very concrete way and useful way where it's not even, uh, it doesn't even cost us that much. And it's actually very relaxing. There are ways for us as adults to relax, as parents to relax, uh, and at the same time use time with our kids. And especially the kids in year three, which are about eight years old-ish, there's still such mm-hmm. a joyous... So they're six and seven. It's the British Six system. and seven. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So there's still, a, there's still a sweetness and that connection time. I think for any kid regardless of their, even if they're teenagers and they might seem that they don't care, uh, most of the time, everybody needs connection and non, mm-hmm. uh, non uh, screen time connection is uh, being much more present. I absolutely agree with you. That's something that these days I've been to, I can't tell you how many times I've been to cafes or out in the world and you see everybody on a screen, <laughs> even three-year-olds. <laughs> and it just, it breaks my heart a little bit. I mean, these moments can happen, but uh, I really like that you're talking about you know, that, that's a very important piece, I think, uh, is mm-hmm. making the time. And if you're spend time on the screen, at least uh, do something together. Right. Do something together. Don't just give, don't just give your kid uh, the iPad and tell them, you know, go off and leave me alone, you know. <laughs> and uh, when your kid's trying to get your attention, I'm not saying, and, and by the way, this goes back again to imperfect parenting. A really, <laughs> really good parent is, is more likely to be a, a good parent when they decide I need a little time for myself and yes I do want to look at my cell phone for a moment you know for 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 some, you know I do need to look, work on my computer if that parent has is uh, cut out some time to do something constructive and or creative with their child and spend time with them then you've earned the right to do something for yourself I I've met so many and, and I've also worked as a before I became a teacher and when I was a student um, at UCLA you were a nanny. You said and, uh, sorry, cut out for a second there. I yeah. a lot of nannying. And, um, you know, the, some of these new parents, you know, wonderful people, very anxious, though, and, uh, you know, really worried about not uh, being imperfect, worried about being imperfect. <clears throat> I'm not a parent. It's easy for me to say what I would do if I were one, but I'll go ahead and say it anyway. I believe that if I'm relaxed and I'm happy and I work at doing constructive things with my kids. Yes then I will feel better about cutting out a little time for myself. I mean, I think if, if you have the room in the house to have one part of the house be, this is mommy's area, mm-hmm. and if a child goes there, it's a, it's a privilege. Why? Why not? Why not? Well, you're teaching them a very important skill for life as well, uh, because I've watched mommies and even daddies but more uh, kind of disappear into parenthood. You know, and then they're stressed that they don't have time for themselves, but they don't feel they can. And, you know, they feel they're, I don't know, disconnecting with their child or whatever the reason is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had those moments as well, you know, when Ella's in a very high demand state and, uh, 
and I get cuckoo. But the the fact is, I when I think about the fact that I realize that if I don't do this, then I'm also showing her, I'm passing that on to her, mm-hmm. you know, because then she's going to be grown up someday. Maybe she'll have a family and she'll be with her partner and she'll exactly. carry on that you... same not so great tradition. So we're teaching them it's okay to take time for yourself. And I've actually watched Ella say, mommy, now I'm going to take some quiet time because I will say to her, look, mama's wow. going cuckoo. Mama needs just like, give me even five minutes, just to, I want to take a shower alone, quiet, and then I'm going to give you my full attention. And when she's mm-hmm. had that experience, like you said, when she gets that alone time, and she, or she gets that focused present time with me, she's perfectly fine. Even if it's if we read for two minutes, three minutes, and then I go do what it is I need to do, she is can be an angel. Uh, what I find is that people get really pissed off about the way their kids are reacting and I'll say well can I ask you what you were doing before that oh I was on the phone I was on the computer I was this it was that I'm like okay so what I notice with Ella at least is that literally if I just give her even a corner of time to be really present with her she's willing to let go and she's super naughty when Mm -hmm. she doesn't get that time because she's trying to get my attention and can't always verbalize it you know so I find a lot of acting out is about that and probably maybe it's I don't know how it is for teachers when the kids are acting out there's a lot of other reasons including diet and whatever but that's another topic but uh, yeah no so what you're bringing up is super important next we have Karolina Dobrovska-Kvass and she is reminding us about how important it is to follow our kids leads pay attention to when they're reacting or asking us to respect their path that they're on, uh, how important that is and what we can learn from that and also for our own path of creativity. And so here we go. But that's, I think that's also partially what's beautiful about having small kids besides mm. the whole stuff being exhausting and everything. <laughs> <laughs> the, the beautiful stuff is that they are in this space 24-7, right? Like yeah. they just play and like everything they do is just pure inspiration. Like, and if you try to force them into something that they're not feeling like, well, they will let you know. Yeah. I really <laughs> so love then, that. It's a good, good mirror, right? Yeah, exactly. So like, why are they allowed to do what they feel like doing and we are not, right? Like, obviously we do have some responsibilities they don't and blah, blah, blah. But it's also a matter of choice oftentimes mm-hmm. as you know, how many responsibilities do you take on yourself and how many can you let go of so that you have more space yeah. where you can act out of pure inspiration and just be happy <laughs> really, you know? And sometimes also that's another thing, like the things that you feel inspired to do feel like nonsense. Like <laughs> it makes no sense to do this thing. Like why mm-hmm. would you do this? Well, because you feel like it and you never know where it might lead to. Yeah. And again, like kids always do this, right? Yes. Like they, everything they do, if you look at it super rationally, doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. it's silly things, you know, little play and like pretend play, blah, blah, blah. But in the long term, it all just blends together like a little pieces of puzzle yeah. and then, you know, sinks 
months down the line you find that oh now she can draw or like her motorics mm-hmm. is so much better or whatever because she did this a billion times before <laughs> and she prepared for this skill you know so that's what I'm trying to remind myself of when yeah. I'm freaking out about um allowing myself to do something that feels just like a waste of time from a rational point of view yeah, I think that's yeah. we we kind of get brainwashed. I, I it's a bit, maybe yeah. a little extreme, but I think that um, now you're supposed to be grown up. There's a certain point, even in school. I, I was teaching at the international school here. There's a certain point at which there's an expectation to be less a kid, and and mm. that definition of kid is that you really, in truth, is that kids feel something. And it's the same as if they know it. It's it's uh, on an intuitive level. It's just fact in the same way. And then we we uh, teach ourselves or are taught to not listen to that anymore. Whether it's a somatic knowledge of the body or an intuitive or whatever, wherever we're getting our crazy ideas. And it's I think the innovators are the ones who have learned to listen to these things as strongly as when we were kids. And I think if we can all teach ourselves to get that back or allow that and give it space, whatever these things are, that there's so much wisdom that the kids are reflecting back to us to come back around to. And we can keep that in balance with our responsibility. So we're not, you know, living in a box in order to, you know, make these decisions. You have to also take care of yourselves. And I think that's also another thing that people have to reprogram ourselves, all of it, that, you know, giving and being creative and following our intuition doesn't mean that we have to be starving. We have to also realize that we can be really abundant, take care of our our lives and do those things. And I think that when we really get in the flow, as you're talking about what you're doing with your videos and your podcast and whatnot, um, if we can, as often as we can come back to that, I think there's more opportunity to really support our lives in that way. And um, I hope that people can listen to this today and be reminded of whatever those crazy ideas are that pop up or the ones that don't make sense and write them down or act on them, whatever you can do, because there's something good there. Yeah, but it's hard because, I, again, like I realize this every day. I do it myself with Josefina, you know, like she's into something, she's in the middle of something and I'm like, no, no, we're doing this because this is more important <laughs> because I decided so. And obviously she's screaming and she doesn't want to stop doing whatever she's doing. And then sometimes I do realize that. So I step back and I'm like, sorry, you just finish whatever you're doing yeah. when you're ready. Oh my like changing a nappy, so right? We had Now she has this phase where she, she still has nappies. Yeah, and, us uh, two on and off. So she, so. <laughs> yeah. so she, uh, she did a poo. And she didn't want her nappy to be changed. So now, obviously, my brain is racing. And I'm like, oh, you're going to have nappy rash all over your bum. This is not healthy. We got to get rid of this immediately. But like, she was in the middle of a game when this happened, you know, playing mm. with her uh, play food and cooking some stuff for her little baby doll. And imagine, like, you're super duper into something yeah. in the middle of it you know not even saying, realizing <laughs> there's a world around you and then all of a sudden someone comes and it's like it's over now we're changing yeah. your nappy well probably not in our case but <laughs> <laughs> and, and so of course it makes her angry and yeah. I gotta remind myself of this like what I think is important is actually not important at all for her and yeah. so eventually I found out like if I leave her 
Sheila can't buy herself mm-hmm. in a while and she like pulls her changing uh, mat out and everything prepares it for yeah. me and then she yeah. just comes and gets me and she's like I'm ready now and I was like oh okay <laughs> Yes, thank you, Carolina and Evie, for your wise words and reminding all of us to not only pay attention to what our kids are doing and and their intuitive, inspired moment of creativity and whatever it is that they're doing, reminding us to do the same, pay attention what's happening inside of us, but also connecting, whether it's through tech or bedtime stories, how important and vital that is to our lives, those connection moments and uh, finding small ways to do that inside of whatever reality we have going on. Regardless of our energy, you'll actually find that there's some incredible moments that can happen. And I hope that you can jump into that thousand books challenge uh, before kindergarten or even for the year. Uh, Those of you who are out there, you know, just get your kids reading, you read to them. And even if you read the same story three times, happens at bedtime uh that still counts so don't don't worry about that and jump into our group our fast friday group uh every uh friday uh between 11 30 and 12 15 i do a live uh, event with some coaching touching in on a fast version of whatever the podcast is as well and we have some fun in there and that group we offer different things so it'd be really cool to see you in there and yeah just keep the conversation going we'd love to hear what's going on with you and that's a great place to do it so have a beautifully imperfect day and see you next time thank you for listening to imperfect parenting and our imperfect podcast for show notes links to things we discussed our blog and more, please go to our website at www.imperfectparenting.net. If you have questions, comments, or stories you'd like to share, please go to our social media on our page or write us at info at imperfectparenting.net. We would love a review on iTunes from you and might have a couple surprises at the other side. So IP parents around the world keep having a wonderfully imperfect day.